Having you here. Thank you so much. And welcome. It is a, a Sunday afternoon, about three minutes after one o'clock. And we are ready to go here on the Employment Law Show. John Scholes, always here, as well. Lior Samfiru, anytime you want to reach out to Lior and his team, always ready to have a chat. Best in the country for sure. No doubt. one 821 5900 is the way you do that. Email that we're going to get through today. If you want to send us a quick note and a question, help at disabilityrights.ca. And I'm going to give you the heads up on a website you may not yet be familiar with. You will be the more we do this show because we uh, we dip into it and use it all the time. It's free. It's anonymous. It's called pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. The benefit of that is you can learn so much even before that phone call to Lior and crew. And there's also the severance calculator rolled into that. What is that? It's exactly what it sounds. It'll uh, do a quick and easy mathematical equation after you put in some quick inputs as to how much severance you would be owed. And you will be shocked by the number. It is the trial is the true the real number. It's not the one your neighbor gives you. It's not the one the Ministry of Labor gives you. This is the actual entitlements that you have when it comes to severance. Over 2 million people have used the severance calculator. So check that out anytime at pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. And uh, I want to remind you as well, Wednesday nights at 9.30 on our uh, brother station, uh, CP24 on TV, you'll catch Lior and I doing the uh, Ask a Lawyer TV show. Again, Wednesdays at 9.30 on CP24. But we're ready to answer your questions. Lines are open. I know it's a beautiful day, so you got lots of time. We got lots of sunshine. And I know you're wondering lots about your employment law life. So bring it on 416-872-1010. That's a number to call us here at the station to be that third person on air, which we'd love to get you on. And if you want to text your questions, we can take those. That is 71010. But Leo, we always get to the uh, the week that was, pal. What do you got going on? Hey, John, I, uh, I always want to be here because uh, what happens often, believe it or not, is people hear the show and then they call me about someone that they know, their son, their wife, their, uh, their cousin, because, you know, that person may not understand that they have rights, but the person listening to the show understands and they call on their behalf. So if you're listening right now, maybe you'd had a conversation with your uh, uh, good friend last night and they told you they're dealing with a workplace issue. Yeah, maybe ask a question on their behalf. Call us right now and I'll tell you what you need to know and what you can advise them. And uh, yeah, there's always solutions. The whole point of us being here is not just to tell you, oh, too bad, there's nothing you can do. The point of being here is to understand and to tell you that there are things that you can do if you're dealing with a workplace problem. There are solutions, there are laws, there are options, and there's always, always some way to to solve that problem. Maybe if it's a situation where you're being mistreated, you feel that you're being pushed out or your company is trying to get you to resign, what to do about it? Well, a good place to start. Call us right now. We'll talk about it. Or maybe it's a situation where you feel that the company's made the decision to let you go. Can they do that? When can they do that? What are you owed? Are you owed anything at all? Again, a good place to start. Call us right now. I'll tell you what you need to know. And it's going to be arming you with that information. Of course, if you want me to roll up my sleeves and get to work and actually help you enforce those rights that uh, we know you have, Throughout the show, we'll give you that contact information again, phone number and email, so we can have that private chat. But to get us started, let me tell you, John, about a couple of situations that came across my desk over the past week. Now, I've said before on the show many times, both radio and TV, that for an employee, it is far, far better not to have a written employment agreement. Well, I have a great example of that. This week, I spoke with a lady who back in May started uh, a, a new job. Uh, and her employment, even though she really wanted to have an employment agreement, her employer never gave her an employment agreement. Instead, it was an email simply detailing the terms of employment, and that email confirmed that she's going to be employed for a one-year term, a one-year contract. 
Uh, fine, fast forward five months later, she is let go mm. without cause, nothing really bad that she did. And she is asking about severance. Company says, of course, we're going to give you severance. Here's a week's pay. Uh, she calls me and she wants to understand what she's owed. So here's the great thing, the best news that I was able to give her. She is on a fixed-term contract. The rule with the fixed-term contract is that if you're let go before that agreement ends, before that contract ends, the company still has to pay you the balance of the contract. For her, that means another seven months that they have to pay her, even though, John, she only worked for for the five months. But because she didn't have a written employment agreement, she has those rights. A written agreement could have potentially changed what I said, could have reduced her severance. Because she didn't, she just had an email saying, yeah, you're going to be employed for a year. She now gets the balance of that year. I'm helping her now get it. She is going to get it. Uh, What a difference to get seven months instead of a week's pay. So two lessons here. Number one, not having a written employment agreement, always better for you, the employee. Other lesson, of course, with a fixed-term contract, whether it's for a one-year period, a two-year period, 18 months, whatever it is, the general rule is if you are let go before the end date, you still have to get paid the balance. That could be very significant. If you don't get that or if you're not sure what you should be getting or should you at all be getting it, call me. You bet. And to do that, as mentioned, one 821 5900 on the show, we're going to get to legal concepts that every employee must know. It's a lengthy list, but it's a mandatory one. We're getting to that in just a bit. But we always ask you to join the show. You are the top priority, and we'll get to our phone calls, 416-872-1010. In that regard, want to get to, uh, to Christine today. Thanks for hanging on for a moment, Christine. How are you today? I'm good, thanks. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, thank you for uh, for taking the time. What's uh, What's your question? So I've been with the same company for eight years. I worked my way up to the customer service manager. I recently went on sick leave. Um, When I came back, they hired somebody. They didn't hire somebody. They promoted somebody from underneath me with no management experience to be my boss. Um, I'm no longer asked to go to any management meetings. Responsibilities that I had before are no longer mine. Um, I'm... I'm at a loss as to what to do about this. Right. So, Christine, would you consider this uh, a demotion? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, so, be, if, if I understand, you know, some of the concern is before you had managerial responsibilities and now you, you just don't. Is that correct? There, or at least some of those have gone away? Uh, pretty much all of them, yeah. All of them. Okay. So, there's there's two problems here for, for what your employer did. Number one is that irrespective of the the medical leave that you took, an employer doesn't have a a right to unilaterally demote you. So, you know, it could be an embarrassing thing, of course, if you're demoted, you know, people knew you used to be a manager, now all of a sudden you're not. It's not a good, comfortable way to continue working. They're still giving me the title manager, but I don't really have... I understand, and, and okay. the title is not going to change it. It's a question is what is your actual job? And whenever an employer makes a, a real demotion like that, it could result in what we call a constructive dismissal. That may mean that you could treat this situation as a termination of your employment and require them to pay you severance. And after your eight years as a manager, you could be looking potentially as, a, as much as a year's pay. The other issue, of course, is the fact that if this was tied to your sick leave, in other words, they did that because you took a sick leave, 
that may make it also a human rights violation. It could be illegal even more than just a constructive dismissal. So there's obviously some significant issues here and problems for your employer. And I, I, what I want to do is I want to have a more in-depth discussion with you. I want to understand your role before the sick leave, after the sick leave. I want to understand uh, how that impacts you day to day. Uh, and on that basis, we can decide whether it makes sense to pursue this as a human rights matter or a constructive dismissal or both. Okay. Okay. I'm going to give you a uh, I'm going to give you a quick number here, Christina. I will we'll repeat it throughout the show, so don't worry about that. But it's one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Again, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. There's also help at employmentlawyer.ca. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. I know you'll be uh, reaching out to Lior and his team for sure as uh, as time goes on to discuss this matter. But here and now, four one six eight seven two ten ten. Barry, you're next in line, my friend. How are you today? Oh, I'm fine, thank you. Good, sir. What's uh, what's on your mind? Okay, the question is, uh, I notice whenever somebody in my company says they want to, um, you know, they want to leave the company, and they're writing their their um, letter to the company saying they want to quit. You know, they give their mm-hmm. two weeks notice, and the supervisors or or manager always say, "Okay, leave now." Right. So if if, for example, on a Monday morning, I bring my letter in and I say, uh, "I like to I, I like to leave in two weeks." They always say we don't need any more leave. How long have you worked there, Barry? Uh, like 10 years. So if you do that, if you give them two weeks notice and they tell you to leave, they're allowed to do that, but they still have to pay you for those two weeks. Okay, they, no, they absolutely don't. have to pay you for those two weeks. So that could actually be a good thing. Instead of you having to come in, you can stay at home, but they still have to pay you. If they don't pay you, that's illegal, and I assure you one quick email or letter from me fixes that right away. Does that make sense? Yeah, that sounds good. All right. Okay, no one know that. <laughs> yeah, now, now you know. And tell your colleagues too, by the way, because it would be completely illegal not to pay them for that, that notice that they gave. So uh, if, if you or anyone else needs help when you're not getting paid in that situation, call or email. I'll be happy to help. Thank you, Barry. Let's try to get uh, Mark in here before we break. Hi, Mark. we got a minute or so. What's uh, what's going on with you? Hey, I think I've been misclassified. I'm a pizza delivery driver for the last 200 days, and I've been uh, paid $5 per delivery plus whatever tips I get. I put my own gas in the car, and it looks like I'm making less than minimum wage uh, unless you start adding my tips in. So do you work just for the pizza company? Do you work for other places? I work just for the pizza company. And aside from delivering, they get me to do lots of other stuff unpaid. Unpaid. Okay. And what kind of hours would you be putting in in a, in a given day or week? For the last 113 days, I've worked 11 hours a day. From 11 wow. o'clock in the morning till 9 o'clock at night. So, yes, you've been misclassified. The law would consider you to be an employee, and that's extremely important because you you have the rights of an employee, including minimum wage, vacation pay, overtime pay, which sounds like what you're working. They can't have you working for free. So you have a few options here. You can get me to help you, or you can file a complaint with the Ministry of Labor. You have absolutely been misclassified. It's a fairly common thing, but, yeah, it's completely illegal, Mark. What happens with the Ministry of Labor and what's the difference between pursuing it through you versus the Ministry of Labor? 
Ministry of Labor takes longer. Me, takes a, it's a lot faster. You can probably get this resolved in a couple of days. Ministry of Labor is going to take a few months. Uh, otherwise, no real difference. Uh, they'll order them to to do what they need to do uh, and potentially pay you what's owed to you. That's really the only difference is, is process and time. What do they owe me? Well, potentially they owe you outstanding uh, vacation pay, overtime pay. Uh, potentially, if you have made less than minimum wage, they owe you the top up for that. Uh, they also need to properly withhold payment off your check and remit to the government. So there's a whole slew of entitlements that you have. Hey, Mark, we're going to uh, we're going to leave it there. We got to run, but I know you're going to probably call the or afterwards with more questions as we get into a break. How do you do that? one 821 5900 But here and now, please call us. Join the show like you just heard. Always have answers for you. 416-872-1010 or text 71010 as well. And we'll continue the Employment Law Show here on the Bell Talk Radio Network. And welcome back to Employment Live. It is one twenty Sunday afternoon. Good to have you along here on the show, the Bell Talk Radio Network. And you want to reach out to Lior and his team when we're not doing this hour of radio. Always available. You can uh, talk to one of his team, one 855 Email answers at employmentlawyer.ca. Real simple. And that website, going to keep talking about it because it's a beauty. It's free. It's anonymous called pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Rolled into that is also the severance calculator. Really easy tool to use. Over two million people have tried it. It takes about 30 seconds maybe to get the information at the end of how much severance you are actually owed. It's always good to uh, to use that. Even before you make the phone call to Lior, you can go through that at pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. But here and now, your questions. Had a good uh, a good opening salvo at the beginning of the show, 416 to be that third voice on air and ask us some questions. Bring it on. We're ready to talk to you here in 71010 if you'd like to text any questions for the remainder of the hour. As mentioned, Lior, a good topic today. Uh, This is legal concepts that every employee must know. Tell me how important this is for people to get a grasp of. Well, you know, the whole reason why we're here, we've said this a million times, is the fact that there's misconceptions. There is lack of information out there when it comes to employment law. So we wanted to take some ideas, some concepts that apply to everyone and just tell you about it, break it down so that you understand how the law works when it comes to your workplace rights. By understanding these concepts, you won't believe you know 80% of the myths that are out there. So I think this is very important. First one is this, and this may surprise, in fact, many of these may surprise people, but the law can't stop your employer from doing something. That's right. The law can't physically restrain your employer from doing something, usually, even if it's something that they're doing that's illegal. So, you know, for example, we had a caller earlier, uh, I think her name was Christine, and she talked about the fact that her employer uh, demoted her, gave someone else her job. Well, the law can't stop that from happening. The law can't say, well, wait a second, employer, we're ordering you to give Christine back her job and her responsibilities. The law can't do that. The one thing the law can do, is able to do, is to compensate people where something is wrong is happens to them. When something where a wrong is done to you as an employee, the law can compensate. You can can decide what is the proper monetary compensation that you're owed. So for for example, in Christine's situation, if it's a constructive dismissal, she's owed severance. Mm-hmm. The reason you hear me say the word severance so much on the show. It's not because I have some crazy, unhealthy obsession with severance. <laughs> it's because that's what the law do, does. That's what the law can do. 
when it comes to your rights, oftentimes it boils down to severance. And it's because, as I said, the law can't stop your employer from, from doing something wrong, can't physically restrain your employer, can't stop your employer from letting you go, even if you've done nothing wrong. But what the law absolutely can do is to compensate you. It is about money. That's how our legal system operates. So understand that sometimes it can be very frustrating, right? That how how can my employer be allowed to do this? Well, your employer is allowed to do this is because unlike with criminal proceedings, you can't arrest your employer for doing something that they're not allowed to do. It simply comes down to compensation. But the good news is that the compensation that you may be owed because of what your employer uh, did oftentimes is very significant, probably a lot more than you realize. That's why it's so important to give me a call if your employer is doing something wrong so that you can understand what you're owed. And you could do that right here as well for the remainder of the hour, which we'll uh, we'll get to many of those four one six eight seven two ten ten, and that'll be uh, that'll be Jim. Jim, thank you for taking time out of this amazing day to join us, pal. What's going on with you? Hey, Jim. Have we got Jim? Jimmy. Is Jim trapped under something heavy? No, <laughs> we're not sure. Okay, you know what? We'll put there. We, oh, hang on. Our good pal Mike is uh, going to check on Jim, so we'll get back to Jim here in a sec. We're talking about legal concepts that every employee must know, and this is a good one for life, but it's really important when it comes to uh, employment life. It's not in writing. It doesn't exist. How about that? Man, oh man, that, that is one of the most important concepts that I abide by and that you should abide by when it comes to your workplace rights. Always understand that if it's a he said, she said scenario, yeah, that could be okay sometimes, but oftentimes it's not. It's going to be difficult to enforce force your rights. If you say something happened, someone else denies it, and we don't really know the truth because no one else was there. So that's why the written word is so important. And I always encourage you, you've heard me say this on the show, if something was said to you, was promised to you, something happened to you, create that written record. Send someone an email confirming what happened and when it happened. You know, we talk about situations where your employer may say, hey, you're getting a raise uh, come uh, the new year. Great. Uh, if that's all they said to you and there's no way to prove it and you don't get the raise, nothing you can do about it because yeah. you can't prove it. Mm-hmm. But what happens if you go back to your office and you send your employer an email saying, great, thank you for the news and con- confirming that I'm going to be getting this raise in the new year. Well, at that point, if they decide not to give you the raise, you may absolutely have recourse and things that you can do. So always get something in writing. And if you can't get it from your employer, you create it. Put it in writing always, always. It's as easy as simple as sending an email. You protect yourself by that, uh, by doing that. You give yourself the ability to enforce your rights. Mm-hmm. So again, if it's not in writing, it simply doesn't exist. See if you get Jim back here. Uh, Jim, we got you this time? Yes. Hi. Sir. Hey, Jim. Yes, sir. Yeah, no worries, man. What's up? Uh, well, yeah. Uh, again, thanks for taking my call. The reason why I'm calling is I have a colleague at work that's going to get uh, some major surgery, and it's going to be off for like three to six months, and so they're going to be on short-term disability. Now, uh, I guess management has known that this individual is, uh, you know, going to be getting the surgery, but they haven't taken any steps, I guess, to. Uh, I wouldn't as like kind of have somebody, somebody temporary to replace him. So I guess the expectation is that they're going to be offloading all his workload onto the rest of the team. So the team is in total four of us, including him. I'm just wondering, like, is there anything like, is there any pushback, you know, mm. anything, uh, what are my rights here? 
It's a great question. It's certainly something that I've come across quite a few times. The real question is, how is this going to impact you? So I'll talk about you specifically. I mean, your colleagues may be in a similar situation. So if it's one of those situations where, yes, you know, I have a couple more things to do now. Yeah, I'm not happy about it. But in the end of the day, it doesn't change my job that much. Then, yeah, your employer can probably do that and get away with it. On the other hand, though, if, if it's a situation where now you're going to have to put in long hours, maybe put even time on the weekend, and it's going to create all kinds of other issues and problems for you, well, no. That means they are changing the terms of your employment in a significant way, and that mm-hmm. could be a constructive dismissal. So it right. really comes down to how this impacts you. And presumably, the more people there's there to share the load, presumably, the less it's going to impact any one person. But that's not necessarily the case. And if you do find that this is starting to impact you in a significant way, what I want you to do is I want you to send your employer an email telling them that. So employer, we know that Bob went off on a leave and you know it's been impacting me significantly. I have to put in these long hours. I'm not comfortable with that. Can you please find a solution? And if they don't, and if they say too bad, you may be in a position to say constructive dismissal. I can leave and get my severance. So uh, that said, even for now, there's no reason why you can't have that discussion with your employer, see what their plan plan is, encourage them maybe to bring someone in temporarily. But at the end of the day, the question is going to be, how is this impacting you? Actually, that was great. I was going to actually ask whether I can uh, reach out to them like right now. So that way I have that discussion with them or have something in writing an email or something with them indicating that if this is going to impact me severely that you know this is absolutely you you can and you should and you heard me say before you definitely in writing that email works great to have that record of it and if it turns out that it does impact you significantly they didn't do anything to avoid that you you absolutely could be in constructive dismissal territory if you find yourself in that situation definitely call me off air Jim, nicely done. Appreciate that. Here's how you call the or off air, by the way, if it comes down to that, one 821 5900 answers at employmentlawyer.ca. But Dave, Roger, hang on, guys. We'll get to your calls and yours as well. Bring it on, 416-872-1010 to reach out and join us here on Employment Law on the Bell Talk Radio Network. All right, welcome back to it. It is 135 Employment Law. Good to have you on the show today on a, a lovely Sunday, by the way. We got all kinds of time to take your calls. In between the calls, we are talking about legal concepts that every employee has to know. Uh, we'll get back to that shortly. But 416-872-1010 is the phone number to get on air with us. And you want to text a question or two, you can do that. That is simply 71010. Let's get uh, let's get back to it. David, I appreciate you hanging through the break, pal. What's, uh, what's going on with you? Yeah, hi. How you doing? Good, sir. What's up? What's your question? Uh, my wife got a job, and they said it's a six-month probation period. Mm-hmm. After six months, either of them can walk away. So she took the job, and after two weeks, they said it's not good, not working, and they let her go. Are they responsible to fulfill the six months, or are they allowed to let her go so early? Great and question. Not fulfill the probation. Yeah. 
So they're not required to fill the to fill the probation. But here's the interesting thing is that even after two weeks, she could be owed severance. And it's mainly because a, a six month probationary period, it's really not legal. You can't you can't really have a practically speaking, a six month probationary period. It usually has to be three months. So, yeah, she's probably owed severance. So let me find out a bit more about about uh, her situation. What kind of a job was she doing? She was a um administrative assistant okay now before she took this job was she employed somewhere else what i'm asking is did she leave a job to go here or was she looking for work no there was a gap between the jobs she was looking for work okay so depending on the specifics of her job and her income level she could be owed you know one month's pay even though she only worked there for two weeks so uh definitely worthwhile i think for her to reach out and we can uh, help her get that so no it's not that they have to keep her there and pay her for the six months but potentially severance for her even after a couple of weeks could be about a month's pay so david have her reach out to me off air happy to talk with her and see if we can help okay thank you very much Thank you, David, for your time as well. Again, 416-872-1010. Uh, do like David, call us, get some answers. Just happens that uh, that quickly. Roger, thank you for standing by as well. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Excellent, sir. What's, uh, what's your question? So my situation is I'm 67 years old. Um, I was sort of retired living in Toronto. Somebody in Niagara who runs a, a school there reached out to me and asked me if I was interested in a vice principal position there. So because it was near my hometown and stuff, I thought, oh, what the heck, I'll move down to the Niagara region and, and do this job for maybe a couple of years. And during the interview, he kept coming, kind of circling back and saying, you know, would you do contract work? Do you want to do part-time? And I said, no, you can't be, especially since they didn't have an actual principal. So it's, you know, essentially the only administrator at the school. So uh, long story short, they hired me. I started um, in on August 1st. I had one main, one big project to do. The school was being super, uh, uh, inspected by the Ministry of Education, and they wanted me to get all the documentation and everything ready for that. So I did. I was working on that over the two-month period that I was there, along with a couple of other things. And one hour after I finished that job, they terminated me, saying that they um, uh, they didn't have enough students to support having a vice principal, even though they would have no other administrators. So I don't know what they've done in the meantime, but. Uh, the bottom line is I'm pretty sure they hired me just to do that one specific job. Um, the evidence is anytime I tried to do something outside of the scope of that one job, I got pushback from the owner who was never at the school. He, he I, I only saw him twice in the two months that I was there, and that's in the last two weeks because uh, he was in China. Um, so... He and he claims he didn't have the numbers, but he didn't have the numbers when he hired me either. In fact, right. he had way fewer numbers, yeah. but he still hired me uh, on the basis of what he had. Then, Roger, you know, what, sorry, when you started there, did, did you sign an, an employment agreement? He never told me about that, Roger. Did you sign an employment agreement when you started there? Yeah. Okay, and does that employment agreement speak to the issue of termination of employment? Do you know offhand? 
Well, I mean, because it was in the three months, you know, he doesn't even have to have uh, cause, I don't think. Well, he never needs to have cause. It's a question of what you're entitled to as a result of the termination. So the key here will be for me to review that employment agreement. Uh, probation is not automatic. If there's a probationary term in the agreement, I need to know what it says. There's no, also there actually a, no. There's no probationary term even mentioned in the agreement. Hmm. Okay. Well, then, then you're absolutely going to be owed severance, and and that severance is going to be measured in months, not weeks. And depending on how that agreement is is working, it could be interpreted that maybe the intention was to hire you for the school year. They may have to pay you for the full school year. There may be additional entitlements because you relied on the representation that has worked for you to relocate, yeah. presumably. Exactly. So yeah. there's going to be they're going to be on the hook potentially for those expenses now if you have to relocate back to toronto from niagara so there's significant entitlements that you have here roger so you absolutely absolutely need to give me a call off air i want to find out more about the hiring the terms i want to see that employment agreement very important but there's no world here where you're not going to be owed compensation there simply isn't Okay, good. Um, they, you know, I was thinking they didn't even pay me vacation pay. Don't they have to give me like four percent or something? That's like right. That? At a minimum, four yeah. percent is vacation pay. There's no way around that. So clearly, this is not someone that takes their legal obligations very seriously. But that's okay. That's why I'm here. My job is to make sure that, like it or not, they're going to comply with those obligations. Yeah, and he really doesn't like to. Um, you know, he told me quite plainly that, you know, they operate, they don't operate according to Canadian rules. <laughs> like, having, like having budgets and, you know, they just don't do it that way. So, well, that, 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 when it comes to laws, it's not an option. It's not a yeah. recommendation. Yeah. It's not a nice yeah. to have. There's, I'm that. I'm there's sure no options. That too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll, uh, uh, what's the name of your firm? I'm going to give it to you uh, right now. ST Lawyers is where you're going to reach out to uh, Roger. Here's the number. Uh, I'll give it to you throughout the, uh, the rest of the show, but 1-855-821-5900. Again, 1-855-821-5900. You can email answers at employmentlawyer.ca. Again, answers at employmentlawyer.ca. Roger, really appreciate your time. Got to run. That's you know this. It's amazing because a simple phone call there, it really – We've seen this so many times. Someone calls in with just a basic question of one or two things, and it really opens up Pandora's box as far as things that they're potentially owed because their now former employer completely screwed up, or in this case, doesn't care about Canadian labor law. doesn't apply to them. Well, right? you know, what, what great cause we've had so far on the oh, show totally. today. I mean, th- this person was let go in what a terrible situation. We've had people you know, dealing with their medical leaves and people being misclassified. The bottom line is this. We have laws here for a reason. And it's not optional to comply with the laws, like like uh, this private school. It's not like, well, we, we've decided we're not going to comply with Canadian laws. Sorry, no one asked you if you wanted to. <laughs> it's simply something you have to do if you want to operate here in this province. So the good news is the law doesn't really care if someone wants to abide by it. The law is going to make sure that someone abides by it. So very important. And keep those calls coming, because just like with the people that have called us so far on the show today, they've learned of some rights that they had they learned that there's options to deal with those problems so Mm -hmm. if you're dealing with something 
What a good time. You still have some time to to call us now on the show and get answers. And you also have the option of texting what James has just did. Say, guys, I was let go for the uh, I was let go the first week of September with nine weeks of severance plus an outstanding bonuses and vacation pay. I worked there for three and a half years as an account manager. The reason why they said they let me go was due to a strategic change in direction. As of last week, there was a posting for a business development manager with almost the same exact job description as I had previously, given that I was not let go for cause and the strategy appears to be the same, what recourse do I have? Great well, question. It's a, it's a great question. Now, keep in yeah. mind, James, that they're allowed to let you go pretty much for any reason. So whether or not they really didn't have a job for you or maybe they just wanted to hire someone's cousin, they could do that. It's a question of severance. Mm-hmm. So let's see here. I know that Rogers worked there for three and a half years as an account manager uh, and was given nine-week severance. So the real question is, is nine weeks severance enough? Now, depending on James's age, what he's going to be owed is probably anywhere from four to as much as eight months of severance. Mm-hmm. Okay, four to eight months. So that's a lot more than nine weeks. So that's what makes this a wrongful dismissal. The fact that James is owed a lot more than nine weeks pay and all he received is in nine weeks. So James, you do need to contact me off air so I can make sure I can get you that severance. You're easily talking double what they've offered you, maybe three times what they've offered you, maybe more than that even. So let's have that chat. Happy to help. James, thank you so much. You know how to reach out. I'll keep telling you, 1-855-821-5900. We'll go to break. Eric, stand by. I see your call, and you still got lots of time to reach out as well, 416-872-1010. We'll continue the, uh, me, the Employment Law Show right here on the Bell Talk Radio Network. All right, right back at it. No time to waste here in the Employment Law Show. As always, you want to call us, get on air, talk to us. We'd love to hear what you, uh, you have to say and maybe solve some issues for you as well. That's how the show works, 416 872 10, 10, 416 872 10, 10. Eric, thank you so much for uh, taking the time and standing by as well, pal. What's what's going on with you? Yeah, so um, I, uh, I am an own operator, and mm-hmm. uh, I was working with one company before, and now I started a new company, and they don't pay me tax. And uh, I'm doing basically the same thing I was doing with the other company. But this company said because we pick up export, they don't have to pay tax, but I just I'm just worried about that come tax time. Like, so okay, so so in other words, they 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 pay you for your time, but they don't pay tax on top of that, right? Yes, yes. So you know whether or not there's any exemptions to to tax laws and obligations to pay, I I really can't tell you. You'd have to consult with an accountant or or a tax lawyer on that. If it turns out that what they're doing is wrong. I would tell you to stop working for them because then it's illegal. You're going to have to pay the government out of your own pocket. That makes no sense. But whether or not there is some exemptions with importing, I I really couldn't tell you. If you need a referral to someone that specializes in tax, let me know. Off air, I'll be happy to connect you. Uh, But yeah, it it certainly doesn't sound right. But I'm hesitant to give you advice on, on tax issues. Eric, appreciate that time. If you want to reach out and get the number from Leori, you can do so, 1-855-821-5900. But here and now, 416-872-1010. Genevieve, thank you for hanging on. You're, uh, you're up. What's your question? Hi. Hi. Um, I just wanted to know, I filed for constructive dismissal about uh, 15 months ago, and um, nothing is kind of happening. Is there a certain timeline where... Uh, it could go dead. So you say you filed. What do you mean you filed? 
Okay, so I got a lawyer who uh, we put in for constructive dismissal. Um, then three days later, after the my employer got the paperwork, he fired me. Okay, so th this, this actually makes no, it, So mm -hmm. I'm very concerned right now because if you were to file for constructive dismissal, you would have had to yes. have left the company yourself. So I actually, I'm not even understanding what it means that you file for constructive dismissal and then you get fired. The only way you can really pursue constructive dismissal is if you leave and then you pursue constructive dismissal. So I'm getting very concerned that you're not getting proper legal advice here. And the other thing is this, it, unless someone has no idea how to use the legal system, it should not take 15 months. In fact, oftentimes it should only take a few weeks to get these cases resolved, Genevieve. So, uh, so that makes no sense. You need to give me a call ASAP, off air. I want to take a look at what what's happened. It, it's possible that mistakes were made that now you can't even pursue the case. Maybe that's why you haven't heard any anymore. But even just the idea that you filed while you were still there and then you were let go, yeah. that's a problem. So we need to connect off air as soon as possible, okay? Okay. So I just call your 1-800 number? You got it. That's the one, uh, Genevieve, one 821 5900 Again, I'll give it to you, one 821 5900 You can also follow up with a, a nice email to Lior's team, answers at employmentlawyer.ca. That's, uh, that's how you do that. 416-872-1010. Going to keep rolling here on down the line. Got uh, Mark standing by. Hi, Mark. How are you? I'm great. Good, pal. What's up? I got a question. I've been with an organization for 38 years, wow. 57 years old, and we're going through a big restructuring right now. I'm just kind of wondering how many weeks I would expect as a severance. Excellent question, Mark. Mm -hmm. and just so you know, the maximum severance generally that, that anyone can get is 24 months. After 38 years with the company, you're going to be at that maximum. So severance for you is going to be right around 24 months of, of, of severance. Now, if the company gives you advance notice of the termination of your employment, I'll give you an example. Let's say that they say, okay, we're telling you today that in six months, we're letting you go. In six months, we're restructuring and you're going to be out of a job. That six months, in that example, would count towards your severance. That means that they'd still owe you the difference, which is about 18 months, but the total of severance and notice for you should total right around 24 months. Does that make sense? That makes sense, yes. Excellent. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. Appreciate your time. That's a, that's an interesting thing to let people know is actual working notice, if structured properly, count towards your severance. And it usually doesn't go much longer than six months, does it? I mean, most companies don't want, you know, not a poisoned work environment uh, per se, but they may not want somebody hanging around there for over six months knowing that the, uh, you know, they're seeing the end of the end of the doorway pretty soon, right? That's right. Most of the time when you lose your job or your employment is terminated, the company's going to say, that's it, today's your last day, goodbye, mm -hmm. and, and they'll pay you severance. There are some situations, it's, it's the exception rather than the rule that the company is going to give you advance notice. They're allowed to do that, but what we have to remember is just because you've received advance notice, doesn't mean you're not owed severance at the end of that notice yep. because that severance or that notice may not be enough. You know, if you're owed, like Mark, uh, 24 months and you get less than that by way of notice, 
then the company has to make up that difference. So always, always important. And for Mark, for anyone else, if you want to know how much severance or notice you should be getting if you were let go, John mentioned it already, but then I'll mention it again. All you have to do is use our severance calculator. You go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Again, it's pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Use that severance calculator. It's free and anonymous. You put in your age. You put in how long you've worked. You put in the type of job that you have. You just pick it from a drop-down menu, and then you'll find out whether it's six months that you're owed, twenty-four months, anything else. Always the very first place you can go to if you lost your job, or like Mark, you think that losing your job is about to happen. Check it out. Way back at the beginning of the show, before all these amazing phone calls this afternoon, got to thank you guys for that again. We were talking about legal concepts that every employee must know. And this one kind of highlights the fact that generally on this show, we talk about the non-union setting, and that is there's no such thing as job security. How about that one? So one of the most important things to understand when it comes to employment law is that an an employer can let you go at any time and pretty much for any reason. As long, of course, as they pay you proper severance. That means that there really isn't such a concept of job security. You can be let go even if you've done nothing wrong. You can be let go even if you work for a long period of time. Even if the employer decides to keep people that have worked less time than you, they can do that as long as severance is paid. What's illegal is to pay you inadequate severance. Now, that's very different in a unionized setting. In a unionized setting, there is job security often, and you can only be let go based on your seniority. But in a non-union setting, no job security. Oftentimes, people call me because they're upset that they were let go. They don't feel that that's right. And I agree. It's not, except it is legal so long as severance is paid. So here's that word again, severance. Again, it's not my obsession with it. It's simply what the law can do. The law can't tell your employer, don't let someone go, but it can absolutely make your employer pay you your full severance. We've got more of these we will discuss on future shows for sure. So make sure you want to reach out if you want to talk about anything that's come up on the show today. Here's how you do it a couple different ways. The phone number is always a good place to start, right? 1-855-821-5900. Answers at employmentlawyer.ca. That email address is always available to you. And as mentioned uh, just moments ago again by Lior, because it's so important, the website pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. There is uh, access to our other media there as well, including our TV show and YouTube and Facebook chats. And of course, uh, other times the radio show has been on air. So reach out at pocketemploymentlawyer.ca and take advantage as well of that severance calculator. And we'll catch you next time here on the Employment Law Show on the Bell Talk Radio Network.